D and David show here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. And right now we're going to talk a little bit about the Cheesehead Bible with the author Art Star. Discuss this pretty interesting book I got the other day, man, talking about the Packers. And, of course, they'll be playing against the Arizona Cardinals in the playoff this weekend. How you doing, Art? Well, hi. Uh, thank you for inviting me on your show. It's an honor. Oh, no, thank you. And we definitely appreciate you coming on. And to say the least, the book is uh, pretty funny. Uh, we, we know. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I love the, the part about Curly Lambeau and uh, basically how he was uh, breathed into life. It was a pretty good read, man. I, I really enjoy reading it. And, and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to go ahead and write the book. Well, I, I was born and bred a, a Bear fan, you know. Mm-hmm. Bronco Nagurski, you know. Dick Butkus, you know. Gail Sayers, Walter. My son actually named his daughter after Walter, uh, named her Peyton, would you believe? Uh, but I fell in love with the Cheeseheads because I found out uh, who, the, uh, who they are, you know? Uh, they, they put all other fans to shame in the NFL. Now, you're aware of their situation, right? They have a... Yeah, they are uh, on the team, basically. They have, you know, all the fans, basically. Well, not all the fans, but it's, a, it's owned by the city for the most part. Well, there's 250,000 stock owners mm-hmm. uh, in the team. They're a nonprofit and have been ever since 1922. And they never expect to get a dime out of their investment. All they care about is supporting this team. And they do it with a religious fervor that no other fans even come close to. For instance, uh, did you know that It's volunteers who remove the snow from the stadium before games. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's not a bunch of union, you know, government workers doing it, you know, getting time and a half, and and then going on strike or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, these people, in fact, I was just thinking about this. Did you watch the uh, Packer-Redskin game? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, did you see there was a Redskin player who tried to do a Lambo leap into the crowd. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Well, for my money, that didn't work. <laughs> no, really. And, and this is about the uniqueness, I think, of the Cheesehead fans. Uh, uh, and how about a little historical background for this? I think you'll enjoy this. The Roman soldiers back in the Roman Empire, they would not attack if their owner, that is to say their commander, uh, uh, wasn't watching. They would wait until Julius Caesar, you know, got into a nice position to see the whole thing. And then they would attack because they wanted the owner to see their sacrifice and glory. And after the battle, they all go running up to Julius Caesar, you know, and almost like a Lambo leap, because that's what it is. When, when the Packers jump into the crowd, they're jumping into the crowd of owners, right? Mm, it's true. Well, if a, if a Chicago Bear, for instance, wanted to go jump into the lap of the owner, they'd have to go over the wall, they'd have to go up the stairs of the stadium, they'd have to go into the back of the stadium where the concourse stairs are, then they'd have to get on an elevator, and then they'd have to knock on the door of the bulletproof skybox, right? They're and then they might let them in, and then they jump into the lap of Mrs. McCaskey, you know, right? 
<laughs> and that's uh-huh. true for every NFL team except one. Hey, all right, the Green me, Bay Packers. That's that's true. Let me let me ask you this real quick. You brought up the fact of being a, a lifelong Bears fan, but how you ended up appreciating the Packers. And I think for for us. Uh, we're, we're a little bit younger, and we kind of grew up with Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers. And usually with rivalries as old as the Bears versus the Packers, especially from our side, you kind of end up hating that team. But I appreciate the Packers. I mean, I would like the Bears to win, but in some ways I love the Packers because Brett Favre kicked the Bears' butt, and, and, and he's one of the best, and then now Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. Talk a little bit about how, on the field, the team made you enjoy them even though they were beating up on your beloved Bears in the past. Well, I think we have a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I hate the Packers. Okay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bear, I'm a Bears fan. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, it's not it's not Packer fandom that I'm interested in. It's I'm a cheesehead wannabe. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be a fan who has the loyalty and the self sacrifice and that religious fervor mm-hmm. that. Only the cheeseheads have. So I'm a cheesehead wannabe, not a Packer fan okay. wannabe. Does does that make any sense? No, I, 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 I'm I, with the art. No, it, it may, no, it it definitely makes sense. Not being a cheesehead. Now, what I was saying is not being a cheesehead fan wannabe. But you said you you hate the Packers. But I was just admiring talking about how well they've been run as an organization. Is what I was about to say. But my, my co-host, D, has a question for you. Hey, Art, this is uh, D right here. I do have one question for you. Do you ever think uh, that, that it will be an NFL team that have the possibility, or would you like to see another NFL team have the possibility of owning, quote-unquote, owning their team so you can have that Lambo leap and you're leaping into the, uh, the hands of the owners? Uh, I don't know how we do it. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I thought, well, you know, if I win the Powerball, I'll buy the Bears. There you go. And then, and then I'll sell stock to make back the dough. And now, you know, we have a board, a guardianship. In fact, the guardianship would be easy to uh, select. It'd be, you know, Butkus. It'd be Ed Obradovich. It would be, you know, um, uh, Forte when he retires. Uh, and, you know, it'd be all those guys. And uh, uh, who's that guy, Jiggets? Isn't he the yeah, guy on, the, on yeah. the TV who, uh-huh. who takes up most of the screen? You know? <laughs> I'd, I'd have him as one of the guardians because, you know, he'd be in good hands. I'd trust him. I'd trust him to do the bare thing, you know. And uh, But as it is now, we just have to sit around waiting for a 92-year-old woman to get upset. And to me, that's crazy. You know? Uh, well, never mind. Stop me. Stop me before I spout off. No, look. That's, that's, that's great. This is Ken again, and you, you just mentioned some of the problems with the Bears right now. Let's talk a little bit about the state of the Bears. Uh, Forte may end up leaving. Uh, you mentioned that uh, when he retires, you also mentioned some Bears greats as far as running back and Gail Sayers and Walter Payton. What do you think the Bears should do this offseason to try to get this ship straightened out and run co- correctly? Well, I like John Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a he's a you know a bona fide head coach. It's too bad they lost Case, but uh, as long as uh, and I like Orion, by the way, the GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like he's intent on uh, you know picking up good players and whatnot. Uh, if you, uh, if- I don't know. The Bears were in every game this year, and 
that that last year with Trestman, that was that was pain. That was, it was that was hard. That was that was bad. Well, when when Rogers is laughing at you, you know that's hard to forget. You know that's. Would you, you know, back in back in the 1600s, by the way, uh, uh, there was a term people used for getting effed, and it was called rogering. You know, you'd say things like, "Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. last night I rogered the milkmaid." Mm-hmm. You know, okay, and yeah. that's what's been happening to us. We've been getting rogered okay, <laughs> for almost a decade, and that was after two decades of a really stiff farthing. Oh, you know, I love yeah. this and yeah. um. I'm sorry. It's getting X-rated around here. No, I know. D and David show <laughs> on the line right now. We have the author of the Cheesehead Bible, Art Star, talking about his book and also what's going on with the Chicago Bears. Well, our executive producer, Cal uh, Means, has a question for you, Art. Hey, uh, are you doing fine, man? Just keep up with the euphemisms. As long as you don't say the actual words, yeah. we're good. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, we, like I said, we're, we're loving what you're offering here today. And I wanted to get into get a little bit back into your motivation for the book and what, what you described as your appreciation for the cheeseheads, not not so much the franchise that they root for. And uh, I have a little unique perspective for this because I I lived for several years in Wisconsin, and it only being up there only uh, strengthened my resolve to not be a Packers fan. And I, st- <laughs> I stick with being a Bears fan. The, the I mean, Green, I mean, Wisconsinites are lovely people, but you know the prosecutors on uh, making a murderer making a aside. Murder. <laughs> but you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't root for them in that team like like they do. And I just wanted to get your impression on what you really feel makes them special, and what do you think Bears fans could do to make themselves more like cheeseheads. Well, the difference between the Cheeseheads and all other fans in the NFL is that when all the other teams lose, the fans start pointing outward, uh, pointing the finger of blame. You know, the stupid owner and that dopey coach, you know, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The, the Cheeseheads do just the opposite because, because they're the ones who feel responsible for the team. They, they point the finger inward after a loss, and they actually believe that something they did wrong during the week caused that onside kick, you know, to get muffed, you know? And that kind of soul-searching is unknown except for one place. I think of it this way. I think of it as cheese heads take responsibility. They put their cheese where their mouth is. <laughs> this is great. So uh, it, that kind of makes sense then, given that you wrote a book in the format of a Bible. Is uh-huh. it? Is it very? So it's it's more of a spiritual relationship. You feel, at, you know, looking inward that the Packers fans have with their team as opposed to other f- f- fan bases. Yeah, two things. Uh, the first thing is, uh, I tried to write a book about the Bears. And, you know, everything I knew about the origins of football, you know, being in mythology and all the rest. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work because everything with the Bears is biography. Whereas with the Cheeseheads, it's a group history. Mm -hmm. And the best example of a group history is the Old Testament with the Hebrews. And after I had read the real history of the Packers, uh, the Cheesehead fans of the Packers, um, uh, I realized that 
if I took the Bible and removed the Hebrews and put the cheese heads in the Bible, it would come out exactly the same. And that's the reason why the book reads like a fairy tale, mm -hmm. because the whole cheese head world is a fairy tale, a living fairy tale, you know? <laughs> it's true. You didn't just adapt the Old Testament and put and replace the words with uh, cheese heads, did you? No, no, no. Okay, you know that's two thousand words. I mean, whatever it is, twenty thousand. What is it? It's thirty-seven books in the Old Testament, right? Right. Book of Genesis, Book of and I only have five books, and you would think of them as chapters, right? You know, the the Book of Creation, the Book of Sin. Yeah, Art, I was going to ask you about that. How did you come up with the names for the uh, each book, if you'd like to say? I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm going through the book right now. We have Lambo, we have Sin, we have Creation. Uh, how did you come up with those? Well, I wanted to show that, that football is actually God's game. In other words, uh, if you read closely, you'll notice that in the Book of Promise, where they're putting together the ritual, <laughs> uh, the, the Lord's Prayer is actually interwoven so that the whole game actually comes out of Judaic mythology. It's true. Uh, so that's the reason I, I did that. Football, should I explain what football really is? Please. What is it? <laughs> well, after the Civil War, the whole country was shocked because we lost, I don't know, how many hundreds of thousands of mm -hmm, men? Mm -hmm. A million casualties, at least. There were over 400 battles, and they were bitter. It was man against man. There were no strategic objectives. It was just bitter hate. And when it was over, the whole country had shocked itself into sobriety, if you know what I mean. And there was an effort led by a guy named Walter Camp at Princeton to fashion a game that would take the place of war. That is to say, that it would, a game that would turn war into ritual so that we wouldn't have a lot of dead body piles. But we could still watch the glory of male um, uh, heroism, mm -hmm. male, male virtue. Mm -hmm. And one of the places that, and by the way, we have replaced war in this country for over 150 years playing football. Because the minute we stop playing football, that's when the body piles are going to start start growing, if you know what I'm saying. So we need football. The America, America well, needs football. Well, it's a, uh, it's a civilizational process. You know, we don't teach this in our schools, and we should. Uh, one of the purposes or one of the acts of a civilizational move is to turn war or transmute, that's the intellectual term, transmute war into ritual. Uh, to, you know, transmute murder into litigation, mm -hmm. greed into thrift, uh, suicide into philosophy, right? The civilizational process. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, according to the mythology, that's what God wants. So it is God's game. And every time we, we, we play or are part of this football ritual, we're part of a civilizational process that we Americans should be proud of. I mean, after all, we've had no wars between two oceans for 150 years. That is the all-time record on the planet Earth. Art, if, if anybody wants to go out and get the book, where can they get their hands on it at? Uh, you can either uh, Google the Cheesehead Bible 
dot net, mm-hmm. or you can just go to uh, Amazon and call it up, and they'll direct you. We definitely and, we appreciate you coming on. And if you if you come up with anything else or just want to talk, man, we would like to have you come back. Yes, on. please come back, Art. Oh, that's great. I will accept, of course, without hesitation. Thank you, Art. You have a great day now. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And, uh, it was a privilege and an honor. You too. Thanks, Art. And that was Art Starr, the author of the Cheesehead Bible. Make sure you go out and grab that. After this-